What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. Just Lucas today, just me. Hope you all have had a great week, and I hope your weekend is off to a great start at this point. Uh, man, a lot of excitement this week. We're off to a great start. Um, Thursday Night Football wasn't pretty, but, I mean, you still got to watch some high-powered players. And let me tell you, for fantasy, uh, it was awesome for a handful of people. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously having himself another solid week. Antonio Brown, another great week there. Leonard Fournette, Thursday Night Football Lenny, yes. I, 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 I'm going to save my... Leonard Fournette excitement for later in this episode, and you'll see why. But how about Jalen Hurts? How, how about Jalen Hurts? Okay, <laughs> the man, the man stunk. He was bad. 115 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. That's awful. Against a Tampa Bay secondary he should have taken advantage of. Richard Sherman left halfway through the game. Still puts up 26 fantasy points. I mean, that's how I want to start today. I need to give an ode to Jalen Hurts because if you've been listening to our podcast since this offseason, uh, when we started, we started this podcast way back in June. Way back, I say way back as if it wasn't only like four months ago, right? Um, <laughs> we started this podcast back in June. And I had been harping on Jalen Hurts the entire offseason. I had been pro-Jalen Hurts. I had him inside my top 10 quarterbacks for the season. Tyler and Cameron had him slightly outside, which I understand. I get. He was being drafted right around quarterback 12, quarterback 13, right? Right around the the Tannehill-Stafford range, which was probably appropriate. But that man, he can suck like like Jalen Hurts, if you're listening, no offense, man. Like I know you said it in your presser last night, right? Like, like I sucked and that comes back on me, right? Like, like no offense to you, but man, you're killing it for my fantasy team this year. 26 fantasy points. I get that's what comes with two rushing touchdowns, but like it's to a point where Jalen Hurts can throw up an even worse game than last night, right? Say say he say he throws for no yards, no passing yards, and no touchdown. Okay. His 16 points is still, or his 16, his 26 points there is still 16. 16 with no, right? That's running back numbers. This is like, oh, this is Walmart Lamar Jackson, right? And I'd argue he's teetering on the same tier as Lamar Jackson right now after last night's performance, because, uh, well, look, Lamar had the game of his life on Monday Night Football this past week, right? But Jalen Hurts hasn't scored less than 20 fantasy points this season. He's currently a top-six quarterback. And I'll tell you what, he's going to be a top-six quarterback again this week. If he isn't the definition of set it and forget it in your lineup, then I don't know what is, because he can have a dud, and he'll still be a top-12 quarterback every single week. And most of the times, he's not going to have a dud. He's going to put up 23, 24 fantasy points. So Jalen Hurts, you're the man. Thank you for helping my fantasy team flourish this year. Thank you for 
backing up people like me who said you would be a top 10 quarterback this year. Thank you for, for proving the hype train worth be is, is that it's something worth being on. I'm grateful for you, Jalen hurts. So thank you. That's my, that's my short ode to Jalen hurts to, to kick off this episode. Before we get into starting sits uh, and player props, it's obviously what we're going to get into this episode. I want, I want to run through some injury reports because we had a lot of injuries this past week. We have a few people coming back from IR. Uh, I want to make sure we have the most up-to-date fantasy advice possible, especially going into Sunday because uh, we need to make sure, I want to make sure y'all have the most accurate advice you possibly can going into your weeks. So uh, I'm just going to start from the top and just work my way down the list we got here that, and in the order in which it's been released throughout um, the recording of this episode. So Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, not on the injury report. That's great. Good for them. Um, they're both fine. Um, I've heard people say they're worried about Dalvin Cook not getting a full workload this week, but uh, I'm not worried about it. If he's not on an injury report, the Vikings want to play him. No question. Um, fire them both up. Don't have to worry about Madison or anything like that. Uh, Tyreek Hill uh, returned. Looked like normal at practice today, so he's in, obviously, a lock for your lineups. So don't have to worry about um, back up there, Mikael Hardman, sitting him whatsoever. Ravens are activating Rashad Bateman off IR. Set to make his debut Sunday against the Chargers. What a crap game to make your debut in uh, Rashad Bateman. Love you, man. That's Minnesota go for blood right there. But, yeah, not the game you want to make your uh, first appearance in against that tough Chargers defense. Even though they just got lit up last week, right? Like, I'm not saying they can't be beat, but I don't know if I'm I'm trusting the Ravens to to do that. They don't have the same weapons as the the, um, Browns do. Excuse me. Uh, Terry McLaurin didn't practice today on Friday, by the way, this recording is on Friday. So I'm giving these, these updates as of Friday, uh, Terry McLaurin did not practice because a hamstring issue and is questionable for Sunday. Don't like the sound of that, but you might have to look for other options there. Uh, this, this one, Nick Chubb ruled out Sunday with a calf injury. Kareem Hunt, uh, also listed as questionable with his wrist, but, um, based on the presser later, based on the presser so far today, um, sounds like Kareem Hunt will be in for Sunday. I wouldn't worry about trying to find a replacement for him. Um, Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey set to miss his third straight game. That's tough. That's really tough. Uh, cause I'm sure for a lot of you, it's the point in the season where you need Christian McCaffrey back to start winning some games to try and solidify your playoff spot or get back in the playoff hunt. Right. Um, that's tough. So Christian McCaffrey likely out for Sunday. Joe Mixon expected to have a full workload against Detroit. And that's a good sign there. Uh, Lamar Jackson returned to practice on Friday. Good there. Daniel Jones appears ready for week six, which uh, will be great for the likes of Kadarius Tony. And if Sterling Shepard and Darius Slate make their returns as well, great value for them as well. Even, even in a semi stingy matchup. Lastly, this is all no, not lastly. Um, we still have uh, Dolphins quarterback to attack of Aloha um, expected to start Sunday against the Jaguars, which is great for everybody who isn't named Mike Isecki. <laughs> oh, it sucks to uh, be a Mike Isecki manager right now. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, and lastly, Browns have designated Jarvis Landry to return from injured reserve. And the reason why I kind of paused in there um, is because I scrolled past Zach Ertz being traded to the Arizona Cardinals today uh, for cornerback Tay Gowan in, in a 2022 fifth round pick. Big news there. That increases, I think that increases the value of both Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. 
if you have Dallas Goddard in fantasy right now, you should be thrilled. Uh, if you have Zach Ertz in fantasy right now, I think you should be just as thrilled because now he enters into a dynamic Arizona Cardinals offense. And you can argue like the targets might not be there, but Max Williams has been relevant this year. Okay, if Max Williams can be relevant, Zach Ertz can be relevant. That That's the end of the story. Zach Ertz over Max Williams every single day. So with all that, let's jump into our starts and six, six, wow, starts and sits for the week. And we'll wrap the episode out with some player props then. We'll start a quarterback. Our first quarterback uh, we're telling you to start this week, Taylor Heineke. The Washington football team going up against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. And like this is every game Kansas City has been in this year has been a shootout, high production for quarterbacks. Heineke's had 20 plus in almost every single game this year. I believe last week he didn't. And week one, he might not have either. But he had a stretcher where he had a couple 20 plus point games. He, look, it, it's not going to be a pretty 20 plus this week. But Kansas City is allowing the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, and Washington is allowing the second most fancy punch game to quarterbacks. This is this screams shootout. This game screams shootout. So uh, if you have the means to start Taylor Heineke this week, do it. I think he's worth being in your lineup. Second quarterback, uh, we're going to start Joe Burrow. Legit top 12 upside this week, though the numbers don't show it. Because in terms of fancy points per game, Detroit's actually been decent against quarterbacks this year. But here's the thing. Here's the, and and this is after watching the Minnesota Vikings play the Detroit Lions last week and hardly throw, well, they didn't hardly throw the football. Their game plan was to ground and pound the ball against Detroit. And we all saw how that went. They almost lost the game. Teams that have tried to pound the ground on Detroit have kept them in games, which has been great for the likes of DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, even, right? Jared Goff. The, The teams that have tried to just pound the Lions and beat them in the run game have kept them in games because they're, they're, not, they're not building a lead. They're not jumping on them enough. So when it comes down to it, they're only down by 10 points going into the final six minutes. That's nothing. That's nothing to be running the football that much. So I'm expecting Cincinnati to come out and jump on Detroit right away. I... You have to learn from these games. You have to be watching the film of these teams. You can go back and watch. You can go back and watch a full game. I don't care. I know these teams, they probably have in-depth film of, of their opponents, but regardless, Justin Jefferson had over 100 receiving yards in the first half last week, and the Vikings didn't go back to him in the second half. They just ran, ran, ran the football, and they almost lost. I expect Cincinnati to learn from those mistakes. So watch, watch for Burrow to jump on Detroit early. Should be solid games for the wide receivers. Don't want to pick one, though, because T. Higgins is back. I think Jamar Chase is automatically in your lineup, but that has nothing to do with Joe Burrow, who we're talking about in quarterbacks. So, again, if you have the means to start Joe Burrow this week, fire him up. Last quarterback honorable mention here, Sam Darnold. Um, Doesn't get Chris McCaffrey back this week. His rushing upside is still there, obviously, because of that. Threw up a stinker last week, right? But I think we can expect a Sam Darnold bounce back this week can fire him up against Minnesota. They got holes in their secondary, right? Bashad Breeland. Uh, uh. I don't know why he's still on the team. Fire Sam Donald up if you have the means to. So I know I, I've said if you have the means to for all these quarterbacks, because what we're not advising you to do is start any of these guys 
over Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. There's two I'm missing in there. Oh, Russ, but he's hurt, right? But like, there's like a Justin Herbert's the other one. There's like nine guys who are like set it and forget it. Don't even think about getting cute, no matter the matchup, right? So if you have the means necessary to start to like, if you have Russ, if you're if you're a Russ manager, and all of a sudden you're without Russell Wilson and you need a replacement, any of these guys should be great for this week at least. If you need to stream for the next couple of weeks, these guys should be great. That's all we're trying to say with if you have the means necessary. So let's move on to our quarterback sits of the week. Man, and this one really upsets me because I was calling this guy the Josh Allen of this year in fantasy drafts. And really, I should have just stuck it. I should have kept to Jalen Hurts and not gotten overly excited about Ryan Tannehill because he's on the sit list this week. Look, he's playing the Bills, okay? And no, nobody who plays the Bills does good. They've been stellar against every position this year in fantasy. They're only allowing 10.8 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, which is the fewest in the NFL. Been great against running backs. They've been great against wide receivers. And this is just, this is not a game. This is a game where, honestly, if you want to start a Taylor Heineke, a Joe Burrow, a Sam Darnold over Ryan Tannehill, do it. By all means, do it. Ryan Tannehill just has not looked great this year. Only one game over 19 fantasy points. Came close in another game, 18.8, but that's nothing to write home about. Get bench Ryan Tannehill this week safely and not worry about it. Second quarterback on our sit list, Kirk Cousins. And part of this is just we've seen two big stinkers in a row from Kirk. Okay. Right. He got off to an insanely hot start this season, had a great matchup last week, botched it while Clint Kubiak botched it, let's be real. I don't think that changes this week. Carolina's only allowing 17.76 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year. That's a good defense. I think they're legit, right? I know they got torched last week and they kind of put up a dud last week, but Carolina's a good defense this year. They're number four defense in fantasy right now. The only game they've gone under 10 points is when they went negative six. And that one, and that's a coincidental game, right? So, Kirk Cousins, I don't rush to put him in your lineup this week. And lastly, this one is just like a heed to caution. Carson Wentz can probably take a seat on your bench this week against the Texans. The Texans are weak against the run. Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines are going to run away with the show. Don't chase Carson Wentz's big numbers. I And this isn't to say like Carson Wentz is going to be bad, like he's going to put up like a 12-point game this week. But I don't think you need to go chase his big week five performance against Baltimore, where he went for over 400 yards. I think... He'll put up a fine game. Like he won't be bad, but he won't be startable for you either. So don't don't chase his big week five numbers and expect that against the Texans because so far the Texans uh, they've let up a maybe a game or two big to quarterbacks, right? But like even Mac Jones last week didn't have that great of a week. So don't rush to put Carson Wentz in your lineup against a, a Texans defense or a, yeah against a Texans defense this week. Excuse me. Expect a big game from Jonathan Taylor. Let's move on to running backs, have our starts and our sits here. And here, gosh, my cat just, you're so attention needy. As soon as I start talking into a microphone, she hears I start talking and she assumes I'm on a Zoom call and she has to make her presence known. 
and it's it's absurd actually it's rather annoying <laughs> so cat you can sit right behind me that's okay but if you come any further i'm sorry i i can't, I, I can't have you make a feature on the podcast because i don't think you know anything about fantasy football anyways wow if i had an editor i'd have him cut that out <laughs> starts at running back and this is where I wanted to go. I, I started off with Thursday Night Football, right? And I, I know I did my ode to Jalen Hurd, but I need to do an ode to Leonard Fournette. Because if you follow us on TikTok, last night I had posted a video. Oh, by the way, if you don't follow us on TikTok, at Fantasy Football Fellows, go follow us there. I made a video. I said, you must, you have to start this running back on Thursday Night Football tonight. And it was Leonard Fournette. Eagles had allowed over 600 rushing yards to running backs this year. Allowing 26.6 fantasy points per game to running backs. And wouldn't you know, Leonard Fournette made me look like a genius last night. And I have to give credit to Cameron too. I can't take all the credit for this because Cameron, this is, this was, if you uh, go join our discord, I I was going to pitch that at the end, but I'm going to do it right now. Go, uh, go join our Discord, uh, the Fantasy Football Fellows community. I don't, I don't have the number off the top of my head, unfortunately. But you can go to any of our socials. Go to our Instagram. You can go to our TikTok. Go to our Twitter. You can click on our link tree, and we have a link to join our Discord there. Go join our Discord. Cameron started the week that we posted on Discord was Leonard Fournette. So, so Cameron knew what was up. <laughs> Cameron put his trust in, 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 in playoff Lenny, right? So anyways, Leonard Fournette was on our starts this week. Big 30 burger on Thursday Night Football last night. Massive, massive W there. Hopefully you had Thursday Night Football Lenny in your your lineups this week. Next running back you got to start this week, Kareem Hunt. And and this was my pick before I knew Nick Chubb was going to be out. But now that Nick Chubb's out, like this is like pound the start button, like lock him into your lineup. Because Arizona has not been great against the run this year. And that's not to say Kareem Hunt's going to get like 22 touches on the ground, right? Like, I, I think they, <coughs> excuse me, I don't think they feed him every single touch possible because he is going to get plenty of work in the receiving game. But here's the thing. He's been so electric this year. He's running back five. And the Browns screen game is thriving right now, right? Like, the argument is like, oh, he's only averaging three receptions a game this year. I don't care. Do you know what he's doing with those three receptions? He's putting up 45 yards with those three. That's seven and a half fantasy points on top of what he's getting done on the ground, on top of scoring touchdowns. So now, now that Nick Chubb's out, right, he's a lineup lock, right? And, I, and like I said, I made this pick before the news of Nick Chubb came out, but Kareem Hunt has to be a lock into your lineup every single week now, no matter the matchup, because he has been defying matchups in the receiving game. Lock him into your lineup again this week. I don't need to give any other like statistics about Arizona because Kareem Hunt has just been that good this year. Lastly, your honorable mention here, Josh Jacobs. Uh, in terms of fantasy points per game perspective, this doesn't look like someone you should start, but here... Josh Jacobs destroyed the Broncos last year. Here are his numbers, uh, his per game numbers against uh, Denver last year. He was averaging 100 rushing yards a game on 5.6 yards per carry and two touchdowns, okay? Two touchdowns a game. So 10 fantasy points, 
plus two touchdowns. That's 24 fantasy points per game he was averaging. I get if you feel uncomfortable about starting Josh Jacobs against this really tough Denver defense. But those numbers have to mean something. They have to mean something. So I think Josh Jacobs can slide in fine into your lineup this week. Running backs that were sitting this week, Chris Carson. And this isn't like an injury thing, right? If Alex Collins ends up being the starter, bench him too. Pittsburgh's been awful on the perimeter this year, right? They they have not been good, but where they've been bad on the perimeter, they've been really tough in the trenches. They're allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points per game to running backs this year. And with Geno Smith at quarterback, I look, there's every reason for the Steelers to just bolster up the interior, bolster up the trenches. So Chris Carson and Alex Collins can't be leaned on. So I, I'd find other options instead of Chris Carson this weekend. If Chris Carson doesn't play, Alex Collins should absolutely be on your bench. Second running back sit, Damian Harris. And this is tough because he made the honorable mention list for sits last week. No, he made starts last week, excuse me, because he was playing the Texans and that didn't go too well, right? But at any rate, Damian Harris is entering this game banged up already if he even plays. So far, the word isn't that he's out, but you might get news in the next day or so here. But the other thing is that Dallas is along the eighth fewest fantasy points per game to running backs. That does not bode well. And Trayvon Diggs is questionable for Sunday's game now. So that, I think, opens up the likes of interesting games now from Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Heck, even Kendrick Bourne, maybe. I think I I don't think they'll be afraid to let Mac swing it this week. I don't think they want to lean on Ramondre Stevenson or Brandon Bolden to try and beat Dallas on the ground because they're not going to. They're not going to. Eight fewest fantasy points per game to running backs this year. Damian Harris can find a spot on your bench this week. Last running back sit we have Daryl Williams. And this is interesting because I'm being tugged very two very different ways on Daryl Williams. On the one hand, Daryl Williams is going to get all the touches now. And I know Jarek McKinnon isn't down. And I know there's, I know they probably won't lean solely on Daryl Williams, but he's the main guy. He now picks up all of Clyde Edwards, Edward Allaire's touches for the next foreseeable future. He gets the the red zone work. He gets the goal line work. I don't, but but the other thing is that why are we going to push the cart ahead of the horse here? Because it's not like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has actually been that good this year. He hasn't been that great. He had his two nice weeks, right? And then he got injured, but those were what, 15 and 18 fantasy points? And 18 might even be generous. It might even have been closer to like 12 or 14. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I don't have the numbers on. I probably should, but I don't know if we should get too, too ahead of ourselves on Daryl Williams. So I think Daryl Williams can, can end up sitting on your bench. I don't think you should rush to put him in your lineup because I think there's a few guys here in wide receivers that you should definitely be starting ahead of him, which we're going to transition into. So uh, wide receiver starts this week, Chase Claypool. 
And this isn't to say we prefer Chase Claypool to Deontay Johnson. Like you can go look at our rankings on our Discord. Our rankings say like we 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 like Deontay a lot more. <laughs> but this Seattle secondary is so bad. It's so bad. They're allowing the third most reception yards to wide receivers this year. And with no Juju Smith-Schuster, this like screams over the top deep balls for both Deontay Chase Claypool. Even if Claypool moves into the slot, I I still like Chase Claypool to pick up a lot of Juju Smith-Schuster's volume. I think we see more Najee Harris, right? I mean, those are the two guys, but now the Juju is in there. The thing is, I think the Steelers can support three fantasy wide receivers, but they but Ben can't, if that makes sense. The Steelers can, but but Ben Roethlisberger has just not looked the part this year. He looked better last week, but now that Juju's out, it, it it's him, it's Chase Claypool, and it's Deontay Johnson against a bad Seattle secondary. Chase Claypool can be in your lineups this week. Brandon Cooks is our second wide receiver start this week. And I'm going to keep this one short because Brandon Cooks got schemed out of the last two games while he faced Tredavious White in one of them. And then Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks and just scheming their favorite targets out is just a nightmare, right? So two two just tough matchups in a row. And now he gets an Indianapolis defense that just allowed Marquise Brown to explode for 33 and a half fantasy points. This is going to be a Brandon Cooks bounce back game this week. He should be locked into your lineups this week. Speaking of Marquise Brown, he's our other start this week. You're probably like, Lucas, what the heck? Like, yeah, he had a really good week last week, but did you watch that game? He got shut down the first half. And yeah, he's facing a Chargers defense allowing the second fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. But do you honestly think I care? (laughs) I don't. He's wide receiver six currently. Why are you benching that? And that isn't to say like a ranking of a player trumps all, but why would you, why would you get cute and bench a hot hand like Marquise Brown has right now? And yes, Rashad Bateman's coming off IR, but do you think they're going to like try and get him super involved right away when they know Marquise Brown has just been torching opponents this year? Like why would, and this is just me logistically talking, the Ravens could try and get cute and just, give me the birds and say, screw you, Lucas. Nothing you say actually matters. Do you think we actually listen to you? But why would you go away from the man who's been torching defenses this year that has been keeping you in games and has been putting up points to win? I I don't see how you can bench Hollywood Brown right now. I don't know if he's like a set it and forget it. But if we're being honest, what's the difference between he and Mike Williams right now? And I'm being serious. Because I, I, I get Mike, Mike Williams has had more explosive games. I get he's had more 30-plus point games. Like, sure, don't, don't be stupid obvious with me. But think about it. Logistically, they're both top seven wide receivers right now. They've both become the guy for their teams. They've both struggled with consistency in the past, but now you're going to sit here and tell me when Mike Williams has one bad game that he's still startable the next week? Regardless of matchup, he torched the Browns last week. Why 
why can't why can't Marquise Brown do the same thing that that Mike Williams can? That was supposed to be an honorable mention, but I got really deep there because I I just realized how dumb it sounds when people are saying you need to sell high on Marquise Brown or you need to bench him because that's just absurd. Why would you do that? That's playing with fire for a guy who's been a top 10 wide receiver, finished as a top three wide receiver last week and looks so in sync with Lamar. Moving on to our sits at wide receiver for the week. Consider Allen Robinson. Look, it, Green Bay isn't a matchup that intimidates you, especially without J.R. Alexander, right? But Justin Fields has just not looked the part. Or maybe Matt Nagy just stinks. I don't know. I, it's both. I think it's both. I think people get too invested into Ohio State quarterbacks. Dwayne Haskins was the last most recent example, right, where people are like, he's going to be so good, 50 touchdowns. Now he goes to a Washington team that that needs an upgrade at quarterback. He's going to be so – Terry, him and Terry McLaurin, oh, baby. He's like the third string for Pittsburgh right now. (laughs) Did 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 he get cut by Pittsburgh? That's almost the point, right? Like, tell me what Ohio State quarterback has succeeded in the NFL in the past seven years and didn't turn into a wide receiver like Terrell Pryor. <laughs> Be risk adverse here. Al Robinson hasn't seen 10 plus fantasy points. Well, he's only seen 10 plus fantasy points once a season. That number was, ooh, 10.4. Be risk adverse. Don't, don't start Allen Robinson this week. Second wide receiver we're sitting this week, Tyler Lockett. And this is assuming, right, like DK is healthy and ready to go. Uh, But you can't trust Lockett without Russell Wilson. Heck, you can't even trust him with Russell Wilson because he had three straight games of fewer than 11 fantasy points. I get the matchup is there. I do. But Geno Smith is not Russell Wilson. And I, I wouldn't try and think about trusting Tyler Lockett in your lineup this week. Honorable mention here, Odo Beckham Jr. unfortunately makes the sit list for the second straight week. Just in a game where the Browns torched the Chargers. Granted, the Chargers won, but like they torched them. Odell Beckham Jr. had four fantasy points four i can count that on one hand without using my thumb he has no reason to be in your lineup right now you have to let go of the name value that odell beckham jr has and accept that he's just not a top fantasy wide receiver is he a top talent sure Absolutely. But he and Baker Mayfield just, oh, they do not look good whatsoever right now. Move on to our tight end starts and sits now. First tight end start of the week, Hunter Henry. Man, he has been great the last two weeks. Gets a Dallas defense now allowing 15.6 fantasy points per game to tight ends this year. Hunter Henry is a clear number one in New England. 
sign us. Look, in a position that's just desperate for for tight ends, sign us up. Sign us up for Hunter Henry. We'll 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 take the investment there. Second tight end. This one might be a shocker. How about Dan Arnold? Trevor has loved throwing to tight ends this year. In three out of five games so far, Jaguars tight ends have seen six plus targets. And in two of those games, in two out of three of those games, they've seen eight targets from Trevor Lawrence. Darnold's now head honcho of the tight end room in Jacksonville. And Dan Arnold has been like a sneaky good guy, right? I've like been been having my reservations on like wanting to just like push Dan Arnold's name out there. And I did a little bit this offseason, but I had to like stop myself. <laughs> but look, the Miami defense allowing 13.6 fantasy points per game to tight ends. I think this could set up real nice for Dan Arnold this week. Uh, might be, I, I don't know if he's comfortably in your lineup, but again, if you're like desperate for a tight end, I think Dan Arnold is a, a really sneaky option this week. And lastly, Dawson Knox, and this is just riding the hot hand, right? The matchup isn't great. Tennessee is allowing the second fewest fantasy points per game to wide, to not wide receivers, tight ends. But man, how can you bench a guy who just went three for 117 and a touchdown? Who's currently tight end two? How you can't bench that. Ride his hot hand into this week. It'll pay off, especially at a position that's again just so desolate and in need of talent. Then you can start Dawson Knox and feel relatively decent about it this week. Moving on to our sits at tight end this week. I need to go on a little mini monologue here. Robert Tunyon. And I'm going to put, I'm going to bring us through an exercise for this because you have to let go of Robert Tunyon's 2020 production. You can't hold on to it. He's tight end 23 in targets. He has one touchdown. That's hardly rosterable. So here's what I want you all to do right now. If you're listening to this podcast, and you have Robert Tunyon on your fantasy team. I want you to get nice and comfy wherever you are. If you're driving, obviously, keep driving. Keep your eyes on the road, but just relax. I want you to sit back. I want you to feel the tension that Robert Tunyon is giving you this year. I want you to start in your neck. If you feel any tension in there, roll your neck around a little bit. Work down to the shoulders. Do some shoulder rolls. Release the tension that Robert Tunyon is giving you there. And as you can roll that out, you can feel down your spine, any tightness there. You can twist your back at all to loosen that up. As you go down into your thighs, shake out the legs, stretch out the calves that are just carrying all tension that Robert Tunyon is giving you all the way up in your shoulders. You can feel that weighing you down on your feet and your calves. Wiggle those toes a little bit. Release the tension that Robert Tunyon is giving you. Now what I want you to do, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to breathe in through your nose. And now I want you to exhale and say, I can drop Robert Tunyon in my fantasy league. We're going to do that one more time. In through your nose. I can drop Robert Tunyon in my fantasy league. 
Don't start him this week. Find a better option. And now after I put you through that exercise, he's going to put put up 24 this week, and you're all going to hate me. <laughs> I'll sit Robert Tunyon this week. That's the point. <laughs> Thanks for going through that exercise with me if you're a Robert Tunyon owner. Uh, if you're not, hopefully you fast-forwarded through that part. So next sit at tight end that we have, Mike Gusecki. But Lucas, he's been so good. Yeah, but Tua Tagovailoa's back this week. It's fantasy output with Tua zero, a big old goose egg week one, and 7.1 fantasy points week two. Gusecki without Tua, 18.6, 16.7, Gusecki's hot streak is going to come to an end without Tua, with Tua back now. That's the unfortunate reality, and I don't like to say it either because Mike Gusecki became rosterable again and we were all excited we didn't waste a draft pick on him but I think Mike Kosicki has to take a backseat this week last sit of tight end we have Noah Fant and here's the thing with Noah Fant he's our honorable mention but I got to spend a little bit of time on him because he is still one of the top tier tight ends so I shouldn't say top tier he is still a top 10 tight end but here's the thing he is so flustering because you'd expect consistent top seven production from him without Jerry Judy in the lineup but he's currently tight end 11 and in two out of the last three weeks, he's finished outside of the top 25 tight ends. That is flustering. So if you have a chance to start a Dawson Knox, if you have a chance to start a Dalton Schultz, if you have a chance to start a Hunter Henry, I don't know if I would blame you for starting them over Noah Fant this week. It sucks because I have Noah Fant in a few leagues but he, he's been so flustering. And frankly, in those leagues, I don't have any other options, so I'm still going to start Noah Fant. But if you have, somehow we're blessed with the opportunity to have multiple options, honestly, I wouldn't blame you if you sat Noah Fant this week. And that's our start and sit players at each position for week six of fantasy football. Let's move on to some player props here to wrap up the episode. Hopefully I can cruise through these pretty quickly here. Uh, but all of our player props are brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy, daily fantasy sports app that allows you to build your lineup through player props. And each prop is given a point value based on the likeliness it is going to happen. So the over and the under on each prop is given um, a total of 200 points. So those 200 points can go towards the over or the under. The, the less likely something is to happen, it's going to be over 100. If it's a 50-50 split of this might happen, this might not happen, it is split down the evil, dip, split down the middle at 100, excuse me. And you can build your lineup with these player props to rack up the most fantasy points, to compete against others, and win a share of the prize pool. You can go sign up. Um, again, go to any of our socials, click on the link tree, you can go to those bios, click on the Thrive Fantasy link there, or you can download your Thrive Fantasy app from the App Store, sign up using the code FELLAS, F-E-L-L-A-S, deposit $10, and you'll get a free entry into their uh, weekly contest that they have. So depending on the time of the week, uh, if you sign up by the, if you sign up by tomorrow, you'll get a free ticket into their Sunday, their $50,000 Sunday NFL contest. If you sign up by the end of Sunday, you'll get a free ticket into their Monday night football contest. If you sign up before Thursday, you get a free ticket into their Thursday night football contest. But I'm going to tell you, go sign up now. Like, I give you permission to pause this podcast or go download Thrive Fantasy as you're listening to this. Sign up, use the code FELLAS in that promo code section, F-E-L-L-A-S, deposit $10, get a free entry into their contest tomorrow for $50,000. 
pays out $50,000 total. Get a share of that prize pool now. Go download Thrive Fantasy. All of our props are coming from the house props there. First player prop we're going to do that we like, James Robinson, over 71.5 rushing yards this week. And if there's one thing the Jaguars have seemed to figure out this year, it's that James Robinson is good at football. And it sucks that Urban Meyer decided that he wanted to ignore anything of last season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because he's posted 88 yards, 78 yards, and 149 yards in each of the last three games. And now he's going up a Miami defense that's given up an average of 120 rushing yards per game to running backs. This is like, this is an extremely favorable prop, people. If you're going to build uh, a string of house props, a four house props, make 11 times your money, base it around James Robinson going over 71 and a half rushing yards this week. Another one that we like this week, Brandon Cooks going over 65 and a half receiving yards. And we touched on Brandon Cooks earlier, right? He's in our starts for wide receiver this week. Like, right, he had Tredavious White, got schemed out by Bill Belichick last week. And Davis Mills is looking his way. And like, by looking his way, he's pretty much only looking his way. This should be a fine bounce back game for Brandon Cooks. Again, Going against an indie defense that just allowed 125 receiving yards to Hollywood Brown last week. Brandon Cooks, another player prop we love this week at over 65 and a half receiving yards. Next one, we have Taylor Heineke going over 266, 265 and a half passing yards, excuse me. And not much needs to be said here because we talked about this already. This Chiefs defense is hot garbage right now. Washington's defense right now is hot garbage. This is going to be a shootout. And Heineke's going to be good enough to take advantage. This isn't to say Washington's going to outscore the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have allowed the fifth most passing yards this year. So give us Taylor Heineke over 265 and a half passing yards this week in a likely shootout with the Chiefs. And lastly, this one also just kind of feels like free money because I'll just get to it. We're going to take Justin Fields under 200 and a half passing yards this week. But the crazy thing is this doesn't feel like a difficult mark to hit, right? Like you're, if you're a professional NFL quarterback, it's expected you hit at least 225, 250 yards each game, right? Like, I feel like that's not unreasonable. Unless if your name is Lamar Jackson, you just run like crazy and you run for 150 and throw for 150, right? Like, that's the exception. But Justin Fields is not that right now. Because you should not trust this Bears offense. You should not trust Matt Nagy. Because Matt Nagy trying to scheme for a successful offense with Justin Fields is like SpongeBob trying to hand over his exam to Mrs. Puff, right? If you watch SpongeBob and you know what episode I'm talking about, it's the one where SpongeBob's ready to hand his exam in and Mrs. Puff is like, okay, great. And as soon as SpongeBob's ready to turn it in, no, it's not done yet. And he just keeps panicking, right? And he's like ready to turn it in. And then he panics, no, it's not done yet. That's Matt Nagy. He doesn't know how to use Justin Fields. What Matt Nagy knows how to do is not use Justin Fields and feed his running backs the ball, which I think is going to be the reality for this game. It seems like a, like, a, like a fine game for Justin Fields to have a breakout game, right? Because there's no Jair Alexander. I mentioned this already. 
It's an injury-riddled Green Bay defense right now. They just don't want the ball in Justin Fields' hands because why? I don't know. And he's been declared the starter for the rest of the year. So I am just anti-Justin Fields. Like I said earlier, what, who's the last Ohio State quarterback that's been successful in the NFL? I don't know of one off the top of my head. Does Justin Field have the talents? Yes, he does. Oh, my goodness. I I know he, because he's in the NFC North, I sneakily like, didn't want him to be good. But at the same time, like I, I don't want to root against a guy who's got so much raw talent, right? But Justin Fields, under 200 and a half passing yards this week. I think you can take the under safely there and see it pay off. And that wraps out our podcast for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. Another Start Sit Saturday plus player props. If you don't follow us on our socials already, go do that. FF Fellas on Twitter, the FF Fellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook, YouTube. Why don't you go give us a follow on TikTok? We're at 21.3K over on TikTok. Go give us a follow there. Get all sorts of fun, new, and creative videos every single week. You can get a taste of some of our starts and sits before the week even comes out, before this episode even comes out. Go give us a follow there. Make sure to go download Thrive Fantasy, sign up using the code fellows and deposit $10 so you can get in on their weekly contests. Put some money in your pocket. Go do that now. Thrive Fantasy, promo code fellas, F-E-L-L-A-S. Tyler and Cameron will be back on Monday to give some fellow approved and fellow denied players some standouts, some duds from week six of fantasy football. They'll be back on Friday as well. Maybe, I assume. I assume they'll have the availability to do Friday's episode next week too. Where then they'll uh, recap the week. But you'll hear from them first on Wednesday of next week as they recap another week of fantasy football. Just a stooge being a dude here. Just me, Lucas, my little kitty cat who can't get enough attention. But in reality, we're just three stooges being dudes on different podcasts. But hey, we're all part of the same brand and that's what matters here. Three stooges being dudes. Just Lucas signing off. Deuces.